Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Welcome to How We Solved, the podcast where we pick a topic and share how it has affected our lives. This week we are talking about growing up in small towns. I am Mike, and as always, the lack of public transit to my lifted truck, the county sheriff to my speeding ticket, Aaron! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and of course we hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info right there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. Getting the Switch on Friday, the Nintendo Switch Lite. Nice! So I was upgraded to Amazon Guaranteed Release Day Shipping. As I'm sure everyone else was, too. Yeah, but, you know, you, you get to feel special for that, like, split second. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? So what's been keeping you sane this week? All right, so uh, so I went to the record store yesterday to go... Uh, to go album shopping and it was a it was a it was a total bust for me like we talked about it and said that it's like you know it's one of those things that's like crazy disappointing because you kind of get all excited and you're like oh i'm gonna look for this and this and this and this and this and when you got a list of like 10 things and they don't have a fucking one of them mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's a bit deflating but i did uh i did pick up a used copy on cd of the very last rem album ah. uh which uh what is it a Around the Sun, I think, is the name of it. Uh, you'd figure I would, you know, I'd remember because I was listening. I just bought it, yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, I never bought this album because, uh, you know, the, the later era REM stuff didn't really do a lot for me, really. Mm. Uh, some of it did. The majority of it did not. Um, so I bought the album basically to complete the collection because, you know, I'm horrible about stuff like that. Um so I wasn't overly like excited about it. It was just like the kind of thing like, all right, I got it. So I listened to it in the car today or half of it anyway, because my commute's not that long. Um, you know, it's really good. Like it feels like, uh, I don't know, so far at like six songs, it feels like like a good period at the end of the sentence. Hmm. Like it sounds obviously sounds like later era stuff. Uh, but it also has a little bit of a vibe from like the earlier. So it felt like they had kind of mixed both eras of REM because there's two def- like two very well defined eras of REM. Like I would say, what do you think? I would say that Monster is kind of like Automatic for the People is the last album they did where they sounded like anything prior to that. Right. And and then then it's pretty much from Monster forward. So. Yeah. Definitely yeah, it, more poppy, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think losing uh losing Bill Barry was uh it, it kind of shifted the whole band. Like it's not that they didn't write good stuff during and the later era. I just I don't know, it didn't have that same kind of college rock vibe to it, I guess. Mm. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um But listening to this album, it makes me kind of want to go back like and start at Monster and listen like forward like because i have all the albums 
like, it kind of makes me want to revisit them. And I'm curious that now maybe I just wasn't in the right kind of mindset to listen to that. Like it was too jarring of a difference for me. Right. I don't know. I'll probably do that over the course of the next week or so. It'll give me something to listen to. Um, let's see. I finished Judgment. Did you? I did. I did. I finished it yesterday. Uh, what a great game. Like it was a it was a fun story. Like I it, I don't want to say a fun story. Like fun <laughs> to pl- fun to play. It wasn't a fun topic. It was fun to play. Um, there was so much weird humor thrown in towards the end. Like they go through this whole big like crime case that involves like government cover-ups and all kinds of crazy shit and the Yakuza and like everything you could possibly imagine. And, uh, you know, at the end they're like, Hey man, you should be a lawyer again. And he's like, no way. I'm, I love being a detective. And then your partner gets a phone call for on the business line from a woman who wants you to find her lost cat and, <laughs> and your main care. Yeah, I know. Right. You're like, ha ha ha. And then, but the main character is like, take her get the info and tell her to send us a picture we're on the case and he runs to the door and he turns around almost like he's breaking the fourth wall like he kind of stares straight through the camera Mm. and he gives like a giant thumbs up and he's like uh we're gonna find that cat and i'm like what the fuck like you this is maybe one of the more serious games i've ever played in terms of like the content of the story and you end on such a joke like it almost felt like a good idea but so out of left field and then the credits of the game are uh, like a first person view of your office which is basically like a little living area apartment kind of thing uh and and two j-pop songs play while in in their entirety you cannot skip them (laughs) uh but i'm kind of glad you you can't skip them because here's the thing right so you're looking through this view uh at the office and like you see them like they're they're uh like they're they're you can see them interacting with each other your your main character and his partner uh but you can't hear anything they're saying so it's basically just like they're miming stuff and like one gets his call on the cell phone and they runs to the door and they they both run up like they're running out after something and then while they come in while they're gone the cat comes into the apartment the cat that they're obviously looking for comes into the apartment. So they come back and the cat has gone like behind a desk or something. And uh, they're just sitting there again, kind of chatting with each other. And uh, they, they're sitting there watching, you know, whatever on their phones. And then the cat jumps up on the table and they freak the fuck out. Like, Oh, it's the cat. And it gets up and it runs out the window again and they chase off after it. And I'm like, all right, this has got to be it. (laughs) No, nope. Uh, then they come back with the cat and then it kind of just does like quick flashes of them. Like basically, like it seems like the woman didn't come back for the cat. So now they have a cat. Mm. Like they're just kind of hanging out with said cat. <laughs> it was, uh, it was one of those games that it, it, you know how we always joked about how the last Lord of the Rings movie had like nine endings. Right. <laughs> this game, this game had more endings than that. I had to fight the final boss three times like three separate times i had to fight the final boss and i had to do it mind you with like four health items (laughs) and they weren't even full ones and they said basically like if this guy hits you 
uh, with any of his like heavy attacks, it does what they would call a mortal wound. Mm. And it doesn't kill you, but it knocks a chunk of your life bar off completely. Like you can heal, but you can't heal past that point. Mm. So I was like, well, I don't have any fucking room to work with. Like I have no health stuff. And how am I going to, I beat him. Like I was tense. I was like standing up in front of the TV. Like I did like the, 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 the fucking yeah fist pump in the air when I finally beat him. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> it was pretty goofy. <laughs> uh, so anybody out there that's like, you know, PS4 player and they're like staring at the rack and they're saying like, oh, is the same game any good? It is. Be prepared to invest a lot of time in it. I did about 60, I think I did about 65 hours total. Um, and I still didn't complete the whole thing just because there's stuff that I'm not very good at that it required me to do uh, like drone racing. No, thanks. It, cause it, it, I don't know if it did, but it seems like it does use catch up logic. Ah. So like that second place drone will just wing out of nowhere and just pass you so that you have to like fight for the finish. I hate that shit. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, while I was flipping through the channels this morning, like my morning routine is that I watch the news for a little while. Uh, and then at nine, right before I go to work, Maury comes on and that's my morning ritual is that I watch like 45 minutes of Maury before I have to leave for work. Um, they, they, they took Maury off of the nine o'clock slot. No. It, yes. Yes. <laughs> I know the the slot that they always inevitably take from him because they are giving it to some new show that they're sure is going to make it. And they figure that the news will be a lead into that. And those shows usually last about three months and then Maury will be back. So I'm guessing by like, you know, Christmas or new year's Maury should be back on at nine and everything will be all right, but they're replacing him. It's not even a, it's, it's a talk show, but it's like a self-helpy kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of awful. So I'm not going to be watching it. But uh, let's see. I don't have a Pluto plug this week, but I do have a shutter plug. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sh I'm not changing brands. Relax. <laughs> um, no, shutter has been putting out like a shit ton of original content lately, like movies and series and a lot of uh, a lot of like the Asian movies that I brought up last week. Um, they're shutter like original pieces. Oh, so I just thought it was really cool that they've been doing like original content and it hasn't been complete steaming garbage. <laughs> like it's like it's one of those things like if you told me like, you know, when you tell me like Amazon Prime made a show, I assume I have about a 75 percent chance that it's not going to be anything I want to watch. Hmm. Like it's I just, you hmm. know, whatever. So when you tell me that a streaming service has made original content that isn't Netflix, I'm skeptical at best. Uh, and one last final little note, uh, dude, Stephen King is going to be 72. Wow. I, didn't he was I know. I, I mean, I assume, like, I guess I should have assumed, right? Like yeah, that he was that old, been around for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, 72, like he's two years older than my dad. That's crazy. Didn't know your dad was that old. <laughs> he just turned, he just turned 70 in August. I know. I know. We're old. We got old, man. This sucks. I'm going to I'm going to be 42. I guess it's better than the alternative, but still. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did have a guy when I worked retail one time. I asked him how he was, and he said any day above ground is a good thing. 
And I was like, fuck, he's kind of right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that long ramble was what kept me sane. What kept you sane? Well, I, speaking of streaming services with semi-original shows, did you catch the Netflix Marianne yet? Not yet. I've seen a lot of people talking about it, and I think I added it to my queue, but I haven't watched it. I only got through one episode. I didn't realize it was foreign, so like, oh, okay, it's dubbed. Oh. I think you can set it to the original and just read the subtitles because the subtitles don't match up to the English dub. Right. But I didn't realize that at first, so I was all trying to figure out why my video and audio weren't matching up. It was... Oh, you must have been so mad. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Why is this not working? <laughs> then I realized, oh, yeah. yeah the sub, then I read the subtitles. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, so this is a dub. Yeah. All right, so it's not a good dub then, I guess. It's, it's <laughs> off-putting. Like it, dubs for live-action movies are a lot harder to watch than like anime. Yeah. Because there's no way to match up the mouth movements well. Right, right. And so there's no way to... Yeah, everything ends up looking like an old kung fu movie. (laughs) I'm not sure what country or region it's from, but it's definitely one with a lot of white people. Okay. So, probably some Norwegian thing. It looks cold. Right. So, isn't that like where most of them are coming from? It seems like it. They're not reading. It seems like that's a lot of where Netflix stuff comes from. (laughs) I don't get that. Or France. There's a lot of French stuff. Netflix original, but uh, you didn't make it. (laughs) You bought the right Mm -hmm. distributed. That's yeah. Let's... That's like me buying a whole bunch of copies of Jen's book and handing <laughs> them out and saying, "Like I wrote this." <laughs> no, you didn't. Should be Netflix. We outbid the other distributors, right? Like Netflix produced or something like that, or not even produced. Like whatever that bullshit Hollywood term is, they give to somebody who didn't actually do anything at the movie. <laughs> is that executive producer? Executive producer. That's it. That's that's it. Because you put executive on it, and it's assumed that no work was done. Fun fact, the executive producer on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series, is actually the director from the movie, because some reason in her contract, she had the right to do that, so they made her executive producer. Huh. I didn't know that. It's a, a name I'm not even going to try to pronounce, yeah. but go on IMDB and look that shit up. Yeah. You'll find it. Everyone say hi to my bird. She's out flying. <laughs> the dog and wife are out on a walk right now. Uh. So I thought my week was going pretty well, but yesterday we spent de-fleeing the house. So the <laughs> great flea eradication of 2019. I'm hoping we get rid of them all so we don't have to go through that again. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. That when you sent me that picture, man, he looked so betrayed. Like he was looking up at you like with his damp fur, just like, how could you? <laughs> this is our day. You monster. <laughs> We're supposed to spend it. it no, it's terrible though, dude. They get everywhere. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's the downstairs apartment, so we're just a matter of time we'll get them again. So it sucks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have to assume that's probably where you got them from to begin with, because in the entire time you've had the dog, you've never had an issue. No. And the problem is he can't take a lot of the things because of his seizures. So yeah, we're kind of stuck with just the drops and apparently they didn't work so well this time. Huh? So we got, if you're looking to make the fleas like dry up a little bit better, get yourself a bag of diatomaceous earth. Mm. 
and you sprinkle it around like the the the, the border of your walls, and the fleas will get in it, and it kind of dries them up and kills them. Is that a real thing, or is that like you need peppermint oil for the essential oils later? No, 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 no. Though no. this was the real <laughs> thing, we used it a little bit when we had an issue with Ruby. Mm. Like it's not going to cure it, but it'll it'll give you it'll give you a couple wins. Yeah, probably. Thanks, Dana. That's almost like spooky. You should ha- you should have her do that on the Halloween episode. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the the disadvantages of growing up in a small town is a lot of fields and a lot of bugs. Yeah. So I was going to start, why don't we start with what do you think some of the advantages of, in case anyone said that was a very rough segue to this week's waiting <laughs> topic of growing up in a small town, both Aaron and I grew up in a small town, me smaller than him. He was big to me, but his town was big to me. Right but it was still small by most people's standards. So starting off, what do you think some of the actual advantages we had from growing up in a small town? You know, it's funny because when I was, when I sat down to, to kind of write notes for the show, I wrote like, you know, obviously like pros and cons. I had a really hard time coming up with a lot of pros. Mm. Um, I would say that it depends on the area you grew up in, but I think small towns have a certain number of like, issues that occur wherever you go. Like it doesn't matter where the small town is. It's just kind of there. Um, the one pro that jumped right out at me was the fact that uh, we get snow days. <laughs> like I was thinking about it when they were talking about like kids in the city, like, you know, with snow days and how, what a big deal it is when they get them. I'm like, fuck. They like we have actual fucking snow days from school or had uh, have like I'm fucking still there. Um, like, you know, like the my the boy gets fucking snow days like it's fucking great. Like it's not, it would be like if there, it's got to feel like the equivalent of like if work called me and said, yeah, I didn't have to commit. Which, you know, kind of sometimes happens for me, actually, like if the if the weather gets pretty bad because I still live in a small town, right. uh, you know. I, I don't have to go in usually, but definitely a pro is snow days when you're, <laughs> um, and the only other one that I could come up with, uh, was that, uh, I actually really kind of enjoyed the seclusion to a certain extent. Mm. Um, like it was quiet. Like I have a, there was a main highway by my parents' house, but it was down the hill. So for the most part, uh, unless it was like a big truck or something, I didn't hear a whole lot of like traffic noise. And it was really kind of, it was like, great. I miss it. Like Jen and I were talking about it the last time we went up to see my parents. And uh, like, I if it wasn't so goddamn far removed from everything, <laughs> I would totally live in an area like that. And I'm not even going to get into that because that's, you know, that's on my con list. Um, it, it It's so fucking quiet. Like, it's so quiet and it's so peaceful. And yet there are so many things around you when you live in an area like that that can easily disrupt what I just described. Uh, those were my those were the only pros that I could come up with was the seclusion and the fact that as a kid you would get you would get snow days and sometimes as an adult depending. <laughs> what did you I mean, you I would I would wager to to say that our small towns, like are you are you counting 
Are you counting like the town town or are you just counting like the section that you lived in? Well, I mean, you could pull it all together, like the three towns that made up my school yeah. district still resulted in yeah. a class of 35. So, Right? 35 fucking people. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. There's a school in our district that annually graduates two or three kids. Which I don't even know how they, like, how do you do that? <laughs> a disservice to the kids. Don't you, don't you, don't, right? Don't you wish that for like just a minute, you could you could actually experience what it's like to go to a school like that <laughs> like not long term just real quick so that you could see what it was like to act two, two or three graduates like you would think that it was a school full of idiots and like no it's just a school full of nobody like how is it even a school like i got to be honest i need to drive past that area and i need to look at that school and see what it even looks like if it's cuz if it's bigger than like a, a fucking small house. It's there. It's overkill. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, I think small schools do offer an advantage. That was one of the advantages I came up with. Is, was that I was able to participate a lot more than I think other kids had the availability to, and it wasn't because when you have a larger pool of kids, you're gonna pull, especially for things like sports, you can pull from more talent you can be picky yeah you can be picky so not every kid gets to participate in that stuff and also like i got to do the music program i got to do be in the plays and the musicals i got to do yeah chorus i got to do any all number of activities that i wanted to and still participate in sports and stuff without it being that big of an interference in my life or being selective there was very few selective things the only thing that was selective was basketball, and I actually, my senior year, tr- tried out, because I was dumb, and only 13 <laughs> kids tried out, and there's a 12-man roster, so they let me join anyway, <laughs> even though I was going to be- because, Well, I mean, for obvious reasons, because you're, like gig- you're like a giant. And there was, so they felt bad if they had to cut me, so, because <laughs> there's only 13 <laughs> kids, so only one was getting cut. Right. Like, there's no way to get past that one. You can be like, well, you know, we had to cut like 10. <laughs> like, they have to actually eyeball you and be like, go home. Like, go home. <laughs> how many how many kids graduated from your class? Do you remember? 35 or 36. Okay. So, so my school district was definitely bigger than yours, but still small comparatively, because I don't think, I, I think we had like 180. But my daughter graduated from the same school you did, and I went to her graduation, obviously, and I was like, like you walk in and it's like, you know, it's a, they fit everybody in a gym <laughs> with like with like seats still available, kind of. It was just wild to be somewhere with like that small of a of a class. Mm. Like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the, the the kids when they're all sitting there, you know, waiting to get called up, and I'm like, man, this isn't going to take long at all. Like, this is going to be pretty great, actually. <laughs> get out of here fast. It's true. Nothing worse than a huge graduation or wedding or something, <laughs> right? Where they get to like where they get to like you know the K last names, and you look, and there's still so many people to go. Well, there's schools big enough where they do it on separate days like a through k on this day oh yeah 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 it's 
I couldn't fathom what it must be like to be in a school where there's... No, like, the thought kind of gives me, like, the nervous, sort of... Because there's, like, 500 K through 12 at my school, so... Yeah. To me, that was sizable, you know, and I can't think of... must have been... Oh. <laughs> so I know, right? We're going to a school that you're not, like, such and such central school, right, the name of the town, it's just PS12, PS... Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they do in the city. Like that's got to just be kind of like to me, like to, if you lived in an area like that, obviously that makes perfect sense. That's what you know. Uh, but for me, like with the graduating class of 180 and change, maybe like that's fucking weird to me. Like, like just referring to it as a number is just kind of like, how, why? Like, <laughs> but we had like five elementary schools that dumped into yeah. one, so. We had a lot of dropouts my year, though, I think. I think it was one of the years that had one of the highest dropout rates. So, go 97. I'm going to get off on another tangent. Any pre-18-year-olds out there listening, don't drop out. Just fucking go through with it. That <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sucks. Look, it worked, for, it worked for Bill Gates. It's not going to work like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your SoundCloud rapper career is not going to take you to the heights that you wish it would. <laughs> but if you follow us, we'll follow you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not really. I hate Get following. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how that That's works. All, so I feel too obligated. Right, like you know, I don't want to make them mad. And then you're like, wait, I don't know them. Like, Plus, you don't know who you're following, so you could be following someone who's like a creep or. Right, and you're not going to listen to that crap to find out. Right? Well, so how we saw a podcast is following white mites. Yeah, some white nationalist shit. Guess we weren't listening to them. Yeah, and see our numbers dwindle. <laughs> we don't have a lot of room to work right? with. So. <laughs> what was the biggest disadvantage for you? Ah. Uh, Let's see. Let's look over my cons here and see what the biggest. It was uh, it was a it was a two part thing for me. It was definitely um, having a lack of friends nearby. Mm. Like like once like when you showed up and we started hanging out, it was like like my whole world kind of shifted because I actually had somebody to hang out with finally. Um but even you didn't live super close. Like you were still like 10 minutes yeah, by wasn't car, walking. which doesn't sound like a lot, but like, this is like country. Like it's, you know, 10 minutes feels fucking We were separated hard. by a mountain um, that has a ski resort on top of it. That gives people an yeah. idea of the distance yeah. between us. <laughs> One time it was so icy and snowy as I was going up that hill uh, that I got halfway and I thought I was speeding. <laughs> I looked down at my speedometer and I was doing like 85 and I was like, fuck, it doesn't feel like I'm going that fast. It's because I wasn't, I was just spinning in place <laughs> at the, like the midway up the hill. So I had to kind of like jockey it around and then slide my way back down. It was fun. Um, so yeah, having a lack of, uh, having a lack of friends nearby, there were, see, this is going to sound weird, right? Like, so I lived in this town, um, but there was basically like a, a state highway that runs through it. Uh, so you had the actual town section where your like post office and everything would be. Um, and there was like houses there. And then when you left the town, there was like 
I don't know, it's not even like a quarter of a mile down the road, down the main highway was my driveway. Uh, so the, the, like the in town kids kind of viewed me separately. Mm. Uh, I was like, not I, like, it sounds so dumb to say this, but like, I was less than a quarter of a mile away and they kind of viewed me as like separate. From them. You were a townie. So I want, yeah, that's exactly kind of what it felt like. Uh, so there were a couple times that I went and hung out with people and, uh, but they were fewer and far between. So, you know, they didn't really associate with me outside of the bus. Um, so yeah, definitely like having the lack of people nearby, uh, that were like, you know, wanting to hang Wasn't out. Your kind of bus stuff. ride like an hour or so? Yeah, it was about 45 minutes to an hour, Ugh. depending on the day. Yeah. I got on there early and, uh, like it was the kind of bus ride that you would easily fall asleep on, like because you had gotten up at two o'clock in the morning to be ready for the bus. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, the seclusion, like I know I said it was like a perfect thing and I loved it. And I also hated <laughs> it. Uh, I absolutely hated it sometimes because it meant like if I wanted to go anywhere and I'm talking if like I wanted the, the malls mm. ready. This is how old I am. People used to hang out in those. We've said it in previous episodes. Um, and it, like, if I wanted to go to the mall and just get a fucking cheeseburger and go see a movie, that was a 45 minute drive for me. 45 fucking minutes. Uh, so I didn't get to do that a lot because my parents weren't just like, okay, hop in the overnight tent and we'll go. <laughs> like, but you know, it, so I didn't get to go out a ton um, until I got a little bit older and had friends with cars and even then i didn't do a lot of it um it really wasn't until like getting your license in our area is like a big deal like it because in a lot of ways it just opens up everything to you finally like you don't have to rely on people to drive you really fucking mm. far if i was at somebody like if i went i went to a couple parties my senior year and i i was ready to bail out early and i had to basically con people into giving me a ride and it was like fucking far. Like they had to drive me like, you know, half hour or whatever to get to my house. So like I was front gas money for a lot mm. of people if I wanted to do anything. So the seclusion sucked to a certain extent. Like I didn't really have a whole lot of connection to the to the outside world. Uh, it's why like when I could finally start going to the movies and shit by myself and had people to, or had people to go with, like I was there as much as I possibly could because I didn't get to do that so much when i was a kid like going to a movie was a big fucking deal some people are just like oh, i'm just gonna go down to the fucking theater it's only 10 minutes down the road you know whatever uh no i had to like you had to like make a plan when we were going to go to the movies so it had to be like you know kind of worth the drive but yeah th those were uh i would say those probably share the top spot as the cons for living in i have others but <laughs> we'll get to those what do you think well i i'm gonna go more philosophical than you did okay okay i think it was definitely a drawback on my growing up and my sensibilities and my led to some of my earlier adult life having a very big form of xenophobia because i just wasn't exposed to things i mean internet didn't come through to like my senior year where it was well we had internet before that but it wasn't I used it for porn and games, so. Right. And it wasn't right. broadband like until about 
my junior year, I think it was, we were one of the first houses to get it in the area, so. You were the only person I knew that had it. So I didn't really expand my horizons. My culture was basically what my parents taught me and what the church taught me, what school taught me. And we had one black kid, a couple of Hispanic kids, and a couple of Puerto Rican kids. So it was a box of salt yeah. beans, is what you're telling me. So I wasn't really exposed yeah. to other think. And, and and I had I had pretty much the same thing. Like my school was was a bit more diverse than yours, uh, not a whole lot, uh, but damn, was it full of a bunch of bunch of saltines? Like I said, uh, and and one of my big cons can actually go right in with yours because part of the problem about growing up in an area like that is the amount of small minded mm-hmm. people. Like you are not exposed to anything other than basically like, I don't know how to describe it. Not redneck culture. Like that's what I grew up in. Like that's what was around me all the fucking time. And I have to imagine that you had a similar issue with that. Like my school was full of a lot of hicks. <laughs> a lot of hick, a lot of, a lot of hicks. Um, some of them were fine. Some of them I'm friends with. Some of them I'm absolutely not fucking friends with, but the ones that I friends with is because they were, they were good people. Just, they were, you know, they grew up in the country. Yeah. I mean, it was, but now it's gotta be impossible. Like how do you even have an open-minded kind of view of anything in an area like we grew up in, or even like the area that you live in now or the area that I live Mm. in now? It's hard. Like small town issues don't stop when you get older or yeah. Yeah, they don't stop when you get older. They're still, they're there. They're just, you know, they're, they're kind of more obnoxious. I think one of our big things was always just how evil the city people were. You know, yeah. They yep. come and change yeah. us. Yeah, that's that's what they told us too, basically. Was that the, uh, the quote-unquote city-its, uh, you know, who are just fucking people. Uh, we're going to come up here and they were going to change everything about our way of life. Now, what they meant was that somebody who, usually the, what the person meant that told you that was that uh, somebody non-white was coming. Um, and, 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 you know, that might be bad for them. It's not, obviously, but they're pretty sure it is. Like, I don't feel like we grew up in towns that resembled the one in Blazing Saddles, but I don't feel like we didn't either. Camp town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can distinctly remember, uh, you know, hearing people say things that if I heard them say now, I would be I would be way more upset. awkward silence because the bird had to be put up because the dog came home (laughs) oh okay let me just footnote okay anyway (laughs) snap (laughs) what's the next topic uh you know who i i i kind of feel i kind of feel bad a little bit for the people that fall under this category about small towns because 
I mean, I guess no matter what school you go to or what town you come from, there are going to be those kind the people that never leave. Hmm. Like, I, part of me feels bad because they never got out to experience it. But then at the same time, I'm like, wait, like this is you could. There are so many ways to get out now. I remember, like, there are so many. One time, at an academic dinner, at school, they had a guest speaker, a former graduate. It was I think he was an engineer or something. Something well-paying and something. Mm-hmm. And he, his speech boiled down to basically, I don't care if you come back to live here, but get the hell out of here when you graduate. Experience yeah. the world. And people were pissed at him for saying that. They really? were like, we're never inviting him back. Who does he think he is? It's like he didn't oh, say anything wow. bad. He just said, get the fuck out of town and experience the yeah. world. Don't be stuck. And the people that say those kind of things are the ones that never, never went anywhere, and they're jealous yeah. of it. I mean, that like they don't want you to experience the world because they never got to do. In it. that moment, I remember realizing that, holy crap, this is not the life I want. I have no civic or town pride. It's I don't care what happens to the town, especially after I leave it. You know, it has no bearing on me as an individual, so I don't need to stake into the thought of civic pride as a as a piece of me, as something yeah. that defines yeah. me. Which, oh God, I I I don't know. Like, it just seems like a foolish thing to be that wrapped mm. up in. I guess. Like, I'm proud of my town. Great. Like don't make everybody else have to do it too. Like, I don't know, be, be kind. Like if you're so proud of your town, make it nice, you know, make people want to come. Don't, don't fucking run up to me and like yell the name of the town in my face. Like I know where I am. I'm not, I'm not lost. That bewildered look is just, you know, me trying to take in everything about your love of your town. Now you, you did like, was that your big eye opening moment? Basically like your, I have to get the fuck out of here moment. I think it defined for me what I was feeling. I think okay. it helped push that thought into my head and he defined it for me. What I was feeling that the right, like, like you weren't the only one. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. You did way more traveling than I did in terms of like living in other areas. Now, was it hard to come back? I think the circumstances I came back to was better because that's when I came back from Florida. I ended up working and living with you. So yeah, that that circumstance definitely led to it made it easier, I'm yeah. sure. I think for me personally, when I lived in the suburb of Binghamton was probably the best time of my life. Notwithstanding that, my grandma, I lived with my grandmother and she took care of me, but that was definitely the best living of my life. And I think there was the most opportunities that I neglected there because I think probably suburban life would be more for me where it's big enough that you can go to a city in 15 minutes versus... But small enough to not feel like you're already in it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I would say that when you when like we hung out a few times when you were living with your grandmother, uh, it was farther for me to travel. And I think we all know I don't like to travel. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely, I think, the happiest I remember seeing you like you. It was like. You felt comfortable there, like it was a good partnership. Your grandmother kind of took care of you, but you also kind of took care of her by being there like she wasn't by herself anymore. And mm. It was a good give and take, I always felt. <laughs> Those were the good old days. Those were the- but then when you moved back by your by your parents there, now that was even smaller still, kind of. Like you were really out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that was back to kind of life in my adolescence because yeah 45 minutes either direction to get to the closest urban type setting yeah it doesn't yeah anytime i would come to hang out if we wanted to go somewhere like all right we better leave now like yeah it was not anywhere that was close so i don't plus the circumstances of living there weren't great Right. So there's a lot going on for that. <laughs> you have a complicated living history. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now my wife take care takes care of me. Yeah. So it works out. You went from you know, you lived with me and we mostly took care of each other. In preparation for this episode, did you talk to your wife as much about it? Because she comes from a large urban area, doesn't she? You know, I didn't. I should have. It's funny that you you mentioned that. I should have. Uh, She lived basically, she was closer to to civilization than we were, but she lived on like the back roads just outside of civilization. Mm. So it looked really desolate, but within 20 minutes, you can get to where you need to be. (laughs) So it was still fairly close, but somehow still managing to be every bit about a small town that it can possibly be. Like there's a shit ton of traffic lights. Like oh, you know, it's like it's not, it's not like full on hick country. <laughs> but if you take a left hand turn and drive five minutes down a road, you're in like farm country with like orchards and shit. So it's it's weird. Uh, I actually should probably sit down and ask her what it was like. I assume it was a lot of the same. You know, like you can't wait to get your car so you can get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> you know, how many um, kids are in your son's school? I don't know the exact number, but it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big amount, or at least it didn't seem like that to me in terms of like, they did like the sixth grade moving up thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my, I'm trying to base that on like what a graduating class would look like. It was, it was pretty small. So you won't go to a conglomerate type high school? No, 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 no. Oh, he's already, he's already right now, the middle school and the high school are basically oh, in the same sounds building. Like my niece. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like, like for me you went to sixth grade up to sixth grade in an elementary school. And then we went to uh, like the main school and it did seven through 12. Like yours is all in one building, but it's sectioned off. Right. No, like isn't half the building for. There was classrooms mixed somewhat. There was like one section that was K through fourth. Okay. And then the rest was kind of mixed all around because fifth, one fifth grade class was upstairs and the other one was downstairs, but basically everyone was upstairs and then there was classrooms interspersed all around. Yeah. <laughs> so you were kind of intermingling. God, that must have been weird for little kids, right? Like, who the fuck is that big guy? Yeah, like that one wing that was just elementary is always weird because 
Mm. It's the quickest way to get to the parking lot. So you'd walk through. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> I know. It's like Munchkin land, basically. <laughs> like everything is small. But yeah, th- that's pretty cool that basically your family's, your son's going to go through the same experience as you for school. So it's yeah, not like he's going and... to a city school where you No, 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 nothing. <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, and the great thing, uh, like I know I'm not going to go into it here, obviously, but you know that my like house situation is a pain in the butt sometimes due to like issues that crop up with my old house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I rent, it's, you know, it's not on me to get shit fixed. Um, so people have said to me, like, if it's if it's really awful, you know, if it's really kind of that stressful, why don't you move? And here's the reason why I, I have no intention of moving until uh, until at least the boy is graduated. Uh, Right next door to us is an apartment building and his best friend lives next door. Now Like he made friends with the kid next door. Uh, yeah. So, so me, uh, me growing up when I was his age, having no one around me until you showed up, like I had nobody before that. Um, and even when you showed up, like we really only saw each other, like, you know, maybe a couple times a week. Mm. Uh, because like, because when we were young, it was because we went to church. Like that was how we got to see each other and hang out. Um, he's got somebody right next door. Like he has spent so much fucking time at, with this kid that like his grandpa, like the kid's grandparents took, took the boy out with them to get pizza. And it was like, like they've kind of like, you know, adopted him as a, like a sort of member of the family. And, uh, it's really, really cool for me to see that he's getting to do something that I always wished I could, mm. but never got to. Um, so I will pretty much put up with anything to make sure that nothing disrupts that. <laughs> like I jokingly refer to them and I, I hope people hearing this don't think I'm being mean because I'm not uh, like in my head well, not even, not just in my head, like most things in my head end up popping out whether I want them to or not. Um, I refer to them as like the losers club. Like to me, that's like, it's, it's like, you know, the, the two small town buddies. Like I don't say losers club in terms of like, that's who they are. They're, they're losers. I say losers club in terms of like, you know, tight friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's really cool to see. And I kind of, I kind of don't ever want to fuck that up. Right. So I will, uh, I will pretty much put up with anything until uh, it's no longer an issue. Why ain't that sweet? <laughs> we should end on that note. Oh, good thinking. <laughs> All right, everybody. So this was our episode on small towns. I feel like I say the name of the episode again at the end, like somehow you're not going to know. Like like you just jumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like somehow you've jumped in at the last two and a quarter of the episode and, uh, and, and, and I have to clue you in on what was just talked about. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 not always fun growing up in a small town, but it's got its pros, it's got its cons. Um, don't knock it, I guess. If you've never lived it, you don't know how it is. Same as somebody, you know, like when, like I said, we would refer to people from the city as cityets. <laughs> uh, we didn't have any idea what kind of life you lived, uh, and that was dumb of us to say those things. And in small towns, there are still a lot of those dumb people. So. On behalf of myself and Mike and people that uh, 
that that live in small towns that don't think that way. We are sorry for the guy with the lifted truck and the truck nut and the big old fucking MAGA flag on the back of his tailgate. I'm sorry about that asshole. I'm so sorry. You look at him and you're like, what a what a redneck. And we look at him and we say, what a redneck. So common ground. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike, if the people wanted to find you on social media, where would they go to do it? They would find me at truck nuts at medic five by five. Drop the truck nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you wanted to find me on social media, which uh, I did, I did tweet something fun about Eddie money the other day. And apparently I, I see now when you read that, you got my joke, right? I didn't get it until I read the article. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people thought it was genuinely heartfelt. And it, and it was like, I don't, I don't hate on Eddie money, but that was meant to be funny. God damn it. Like it's one of the most, it was one of the most heavily liked and retweeted things I've ever put up. And I feel like a lot of it was because some of y'all didn't get the joke, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we, uh, we move on. <laughs> uh, anyway, you would find me at a Thomas 1978. We will catch you all next time. Mike say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. Later, y'all.